right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, now, the Supreme Court hearing major challenges to Biden's vaccine mandates. There even some predicting we could get a a stay of or some type of, of interim decision. Um, from the, what I've heard of this, and you can listen, um, I did not feel the the, the the greater arguments that I would have made were made during this uh, this hearing. I know there's a lot of am- amicus briefs that were filed by by other people as well. Um, the court's really ruling, as the Wall Street Journal says, will will echo far beyond the current pandemic uh, as they take this up. And and the issue here is, you know, stretching the ambiguous statutes. Uh, in the administration, you know, the worker vaccine mandates by OSHA, the Occupational uh, Safety and Health Administration and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The Fifth and Sixth Circuit's Courts of Appeal handed down conflicted rulings on the OSHA mandate. Three federal judges have enjoined the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services in, in 25 states. The court's ruling will echo into the future about how how far an executive branch can go in rewriting statutes. And I guess some justices will be tempted to defer the executive uh, given the pandemic emergency. But presidents have been increasingly eager to find emergencies whenever they are politically convenient. So that's the story there. We have other news about um, what's going on in the world of COVID. Uh, Novak Djokovic has been quarantined in Australia after originally being he was given a a exemption, a medical exemption. Now they're saying, uh, "Whoops, never mind." And now apparently he's living in horrible living conditions as he awaits a decision whether he can play the Australian Open. Uh, a battle has broken out between Jen Psaki and, and Ron DeSantis. Jen Psaki lying about DeSantis, not advocating vaccinations, just the opposite. You know, Ron DeSantis now ordered a million tests for at-risk <coughs> Floridians because Joe Biden ran out of tests. Just like Ron DeSantis, once, once Joe found the word a couple of months ago, finally for the first time and the only time he's mentioned monoclonal antibodies, well, then all of a sudden, something that was never in short supply starts getting rationed away from states like Florida. So DeSantis rightly goes out and buys his own. Now, unfortunately, that's becoming harder and harder because the federal government is hoarding every one, every bit of it and for no reason at all. And they're not sharing it because it doesn't fit into their one size fits all, you know, the medicine that they have. And, of course, Americans all across the country still cannot get COVID tests, but the administration is bragging. We ordered another 8,000. 8,000. You know, one hospital can get rid of 8,000. They need now to process your COVID test, and so many people can't get to work on top of the bad economy with the bad economic news from today. I mean, it's all a disaster. Anyway, here to uh, discuss all of this is Dr. Peter McCullough. He's the chief medical advisor, uh, Truth for Health Foundation, um, talking about the real questions of the vaccine, the mandates, and everything we've been discussing. Sir, welcome to the program. Well, thanks for having me. Any chance, I doubt you probably did, like most of us, you're busy, you're working, but any chance you heard any of the oral arguments today? Well, I just got off a flight, but I was getting the feed from others. We're listening in, and it was disheartening 
to hear the types of statements that we made with some of the Supreme Court judges. And I can tell you just some of the frank misinformation that was stated there was beyond belief. With the Omicron variant, we are seeing a markedly reduced mortality. And this is really important to understand that the South Africans are telling us that the inpatient mortality is 1%. And with early treatment, we can get that mortality below 1% for Omicron. Omicron is rapidly supplanting is rapidly supplanting the um, the Delta variant. And well, we by the way, there, let me let me add to that, Doctor, if I may. Now, ninety five percent of COVID positive cases in America are Omicron, so it 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 has displaced Delta, except with some rare exceptions. That's true. And clinically, what the challenge on is to figure out who still has a residual Delta case. And I had those in my practice. The key implications are here is that the old monoclonal antibodies, Regeneron and uh, Lily still work against uh, the Delta variant, but only Sotorivimab, the GSK monoclonal antibody, is effective against uh, severe cases of Omicron. I faced this in my practice. The GSK monoclonal antibody is a terrific product, Sean. It's 85% reductions in hospitalizations and deaths. It can be used down to age 12, and it's been EUA-approved since May. And doctors are beside themselves with the federal response of where is the GSK monoclonal antibody, which was designed or mutant strains that were going to be resistant to the other product, and we don't have it when we need it. Well, and as you point out, you've had it since May, and it does a better job than Regeneron and Eli Lilly. Here's my question. You know, Joe Biden was offered an opportunity to, to have 732 million tests produced in October, November, and December in the lead-up to the holiday season. They rejected that proposal. Now we've run out of tests. Um, we've had monoclonal antibodies for over 18 months. The GSK one that you mentioned that does better with Omicron than Regeneron or Eli Lilly. Um, that has been available since May. Where's Operation Warp Speed for tests? Where's Operation Warp Speed for monoclonal antibodies? Where's Operation Warp Speed for these new antivirals that every doctor that I've talked to is is extremely hopeful about? I don't know. I'd love to get your opinion on it. I completely agree. I can't wait to have the new Pfizer product, which is a combination of a novel kinase like three inhibitor plus ritonavir. It resulted itself in over 85% reductions in hospitalizations and death in just a five-day course. Can you imagine if we had these drugs we could use in combination to high-risk seniors right now who are being uncovered uh, from the previous administration of the vaccines? We could basically finish out this pandemic, but right now we are short of the tools that we need in clinical practice. Yeah, I mean, to me, this is the unforgivable part. You know, the only time we have chronicled that Joe Biden mentioned monoclonal antibodies was in his vaccine mandate speech. But he's done nothing to mass produce them or to warp speed them. You know, how, how do you run out of tests when Joe Biden was criticizing uh, Donald Trump for not having enough tests early in the pandemic? We're now in year three of the pandemic. How do you run out of tests if you got these antivirals and you sound as excited as every other doctor without question? It's it's unanimous. It's 100 percent of doctors that I've asked. And I'm not a doctor, so I'm deferring to you. Uh, they love these antivirals. Why aren't we Operation Warp Speed producing of these for people? 
We needed distribution. Now, Operation Warp Speed was coordinated by the National Institute of Health and the federal government, and it was terrific during the active trials program for developing products. Specifically, the um, monoclonal antibodies are really an incredible production in less than a year. I mean, that's an, an example of real American success and biotech ingenuity. We didn't have the follow-through on the simple uh, acquisition and distribution to get these out. That's the reason why DeSantis and Joe Ladapo down in Florida are taking this up to the highest levels to get this for the high-risk seniors in Florida. Yeah, and by the way, it's all free. Everything from from the vaccinations to the therapeutics, correct me if I'm wrong, everybody's getting them for free. It's just a matter of availability. Now, actually, I've been able to help a few people out recently, but it's costing them a lot of money. And when your health is on the line, I guess, you know, you'll pay what you have to pay. But there are concierge services out there where, they, where literally you can purchase monoclonal antibodies. Did you know about these services? Yes, I've done it myself, and I've had some patients get some home infusions. And you're right, there is a price tag. But at this point in time, people are desperate. We shouldn't have to go to these measures. No, I mean, it's. Uh, I, I got somebody, found a place today, $2,000 to get the infusion. You know, and, and you can't even get these things in states like New York. It's unbelievable. Let me ask you this. You know, a question that was asked of Biden yesterday is is covid here to stay is this now our new normal what what's your answer to that we don't know this peak of omicron is a massive peak my phone is blowing up with cases uh a testing center i was on the phone with last night was uh, having 30 percent positivity rate of people being tested that basically means sean everybody has it now the good news is that omicron is characteristically now a much more mild and brief syndrome it has broken through natural immunity so patients who had the prior version now can get Omicron. That's clearly happened. It breaks through vaccine. Oh, wait, I, I have it, three friends of mine that have had COVID and have gotten it again. Three. Yeah, well, I have myself, and I can tell you, it, it's in both the naturally immune and those who are vaccinated, it is a brief and mild syndrome. It typically requires no prescription medications. It can be handled with uh, oral and nasal washes with povidone iodine or hydrogen peroxide, which kills the rapidly replicating uh, Omicron virus in the nasal cavity, and then some nutraceuticals and supplements. But I have had a few unvaccinated high-risk seniors that have needed the full suite of drugs, and those are the ones we need to save now. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, it should be... Uh, I had never, up until uh, Christmas, I'd not had ever had a problem helping anybody in, in pretty much any state. Even New York, I knew the places where you can get a test and get monoclonal antibodies. There weren't many of them, but I knew the exact place to send people. I knew where to send them in Georgia, Florida. They're all over the place. Everybody can get them at, at a moment's notice. You just walk in, you get it. It's not a big deal. Um, other states have adopted similar policies to Florida. Um, now I've, ne- I've struggled mightily to help people that desperately want them. Now, it's taken a while to make people aware that they even exist. Um, I've made it, a, a, you know, a steady narrative on my program to repeat it every day. Before I went on vacation, I kept saying, remember these two words, because there's going to be a big holiday outbreak. It's called monoclonal antibodies. Ask your doctor. I- Continue with Dr. Peter McCullough. Um, 
I've been pressured to tell people what they should do, whether they should get a vaccination. I've been pressured by people. What's your status, Hannity? Blah, blah, blah. I believe in freedom, medical privacy. I believe in 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 pay, doctor patient confidentiality. Maybe maybe I'm very old fashioned. But you know something, doctor? I I didn't go to medical school. Would you go to medical school four years? Yes. And how long was your your residency and internships? Uh, the total program from high school to finish was 17 years. 17 years. Now, wouldn't it be kind of rude of people like me that don't know people's underlying health conditions or the current medical condition or their medical history? Uh, wouldn't it be irresponsible if I started giving medical advice on the radio or TV? Because I don't feel qualified. I, I agree with that perspective. <laughs> In other words, that I don't have the training you do. Now, I've done an awful lot of reading about it, but I always say, even when I when people are positive and I tell them about monoclonal antibodies, I will repeat with emphasis, but you got to ask your doctor because maybe it's not right for you. Is that a fair, is, is that good, solid quality advice to people? It is true, but for the monoclonal antibodies, there are few exclusions for these. Uh, and I was glad to see the GSK product in the um, EUA FAQ indicate we can use it down to age 12. So that means we can cover the teenagers' assisted fibrosis and other conditions, Sean. The monoclonal antibodies, I've used them now consistently for a year. They were EUA-approved before the vaccine. Uh, they are incredibly innovative. I never thought as a doctor I would be using a monoclonal antibody to attack a lethal virus and have such success. We add a few other drugs in combination, typically steroids and aspirin on the back end, and we can bring the highest-risk patients through the illness. And here we are. You know, two years into this, we've had two years of emergency response. Now we've actually got, uh, you know, the fourth quarter of the, the Super Bowl, and we're out of ammo. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and we, and the, the thing that's so frustrating is we had enough tests. I could tell you from my own experience, I'd go to, the, I, I like to always do my own shopping. I go to my local Rite Aid usually, sometimes CVS, and every time I was there, I'd see boxes and boxes and boxes of of home test kits like the Abbott test kit, um, which I which has shown to be very effective. And I, and I usually pick up a few. I ended up giving them all away. I'm glad I had picked them up to, to people that were worried over the, the holiday. And and many did end up with a positive home test. Um, but it's it's unconscionable. But, doctor, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for saving lives and thank you for your expertise. And uh, you have you have no worries that I'll ever compete with you in any way, shape, manner, or form. Well, thanks so much. You know, you're doing a great job. You and the whole uh, Fox team are doing a great job for public health messaging and service. I wish we saw this at the at the federal level. Well, it's sad because, you know what, I didn't give advice out. They were saying, oh, if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get COVID. Yeah, well, if you're vaccinated, boosted, and have natural immunity, you're still getting Omicron. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. 800-941-SHAWN is our number. We'll continue. Sean gets the answers no one else does. America deserves to know the truth about Congress. 
right, uh, glad you're with us. 25 down to the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. I mentioned oral arguments presented on the issue of vaccine mandates earlier today. Uh, there are many states that have uh, joined in this effort to stop this vaccine mandate of Joe Biden. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which way the Supreme Court comes out on this. There was some Supreme Court justices appearing very skeptical of, of Biden's vaccine mandates. Uh, six, uh, the six so-called conservative justices, I say that with, well, they're not exactly all conservative. Anyway, questions left some ambiguity about what the court's likely to say in its ruling, but it doesn't appear uh, to be five justices who were on balance on OSHA's side. But you you really can't ever read from listening to arguments what the Supreme Court's going to do. It's just the reality. Um, let me play for you Democrats dismissing COVID vaccine uh, mandates. Uh, but guess what? They lied to us again. No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory. Perhaps the federal government should step in and issue mandates. And if not, are you putting the needs of unvaccinated people ahead of the needs of vaccinated people? I think the question here, one, that's not the role of the federal government. Um, That is the role that institutions, private sector entities, uh, and others may take. We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. I am all for um, more vaccination, um, but, uh, you know, I I have nothing further to say on that except that we're looking into those policies. And and quite honestly, as people are doing that locally, um, those those are individual local decisions as well. I don't think you'll ever see a mandating of vaccine, particularly for the general public. Yeah, just like flip-flop Fauci said, masks, they don't work. Masks not going to work. Then it was one mask, two masks, vaxxer masks. Now it's vax, mask, booster, and then another booster. Moderna suggesting a, a second booster, a fourth shot. I mean, you can't make this up. Isn't it just theater? No, it's not the vaccine and you're wearing two masks. Isn't that theater? No, that's not. Here we go again with the theater. Let, let, let's get down to the facts. Let me just state Dr. for the record that masks are not theater. I am now much more comfortable in, in people seeing me indoors without a mask. I mean, before the CDC made the recommendation change, I didn't want to look like I was giving mixed signals. Now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. One mask is good, two masks are better. A year or two or more from now, that during certain seasonal periods, when you have respiratory-borne viruses like the flu, people might actually elect to wear masks. Anyway, so a lot of different uh, people around the country, uh, for example, Chris uh, Kobach is back with us, general counsel for the Alliance for Free Citizens, candidate for AG in Kansas, a very smart lawyer. Um, He is leading the charge on a lawsuit that they filed against the Biden administration over the vaccine mandate for businesses with 100 employees or more. uh, first, did you get a chance to listen to oral arguments today? Yeah, Sean, I did. Two hours of it. And uh, while, you, while you are right that uh, you, you can't be too sure of yourself in drawing conclusions from what the justices ask and what they say, I think we, we can probably nail down six of the nine justices as to where they're going to vote um, based on the oral argument. And, and I'm cautiously optimistic, optimistic, meaning that I think that, that the 
I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, too. I will tell you that uh, for the short time that I had to listen, and I did not have time to listen to all of it, I was a little surprised, Chris, that, number one, uh, I thought some of the arguments uh, being made could have been a lot stronger. On the other side of it, I was a little shocked at the lack of knowledge surrounding COVID-19 by the justices themselves, by a few anyway. Yeah, I think the justices on the left, uh, Kagan, Sotomayor, and Breyer, uh, betrayed a little bit of ignorance on exactly, you know, what we know about what the vaccines can and cannot accomplish. And uh, they, they seem to be drinking the Kool-Aid that the, the CDC is serving up daily. Um, on the other hand, uh, I was very encouraged by what some of the conservative justices uh, were saying. Uh, Justice Alito, my favorite quote of the argument, said that using an OSHA standard, that by using that standard to try to, you know, mandate national vaccines, uh, the Biden administration was trying to squeeze an elephant into a mouse hole. And uh, he, he really pointed out the legal problems with that. Also, Justice Thomas um, very clearly said, no, this belongs, this authority belongs to state and local government entities. Um, and that this authority, he seemed to suggest, does not exist in OSHA. So you mentioned Clarence Thomas and uh, Sam Alito in their comments. Uh, Chief Justice Roberts is one of these guys. I, I, I have no idea what's going through his head. What did you think of, of his comments today? You know, I think Chief Justice Roberts uh, is the best cause for optimism we have. Normally, he holds his cards close to his chest. He's become sort of a swing vote. But he was probably the third most critical of the OSHA statute uh, behind Alito and Thomas. Uh, you know, he said it was 50 years ago when Congress acted to pass the OSHA statute. I don't think it had COVID in mind. And that's a, just about an exact quote. And he also was criticizing the way the Biden administration was going agency by agency through the federal bureaucracy, trying to find some way to ram this vaccine through and within each agency's um, purview. So I think Roberts is going to go our way. And if that's the case, he will probably pull enough of Gorsuch, Kavanaugh and Barrett with him. So that, that's why I'm optimistic that the chief justice seemed to be on on point today. Well, it's going to be interesting. I, I agree with Clarence Thomas, most of all, on this being a state and local government issue. And it's kind of ironic. There's no federal solution. Joe Biden said just in the last just over Christmas holiday. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, it, things have happened since uh, this OSHA reg was was revealed to us at the beginning of November, including the fact that it appears the, the vaccines are almost maybe not powerless, but they don't seem to be stopping the spread of Omicron. You know, the majority of Omicron cases are among people with vaccines. So let me be let me be more clear. People that are fully vaccinated, they're getting Omicron. People fully vaccinated with a booster are getting Omicron. People fully vaccinated with a booster that have natural immunity are also getting Omicron. So nothing is preventing people from getting Omicron. Uh, so at, at this point in time, you know, and there's another thing, too, in that vaccine mandate speech of Joe Biden. Remember, he did offer an alternative. It's not the ideal alternative. But for people that are, you know, three years away from their pensions that are willing to leave their job because they feel so strongly about it, I, I'd like to see them keep their job and keep their pension that they deserve. Um, and people willing to give up a job and benefits and, and a pension because they, they're so passionate about this for whatever reason. I'm not judging anybody here. I'm not their doctor. 
Um, but you would think that there would be at least the option of testing that would, you know, seem to should be able to satisfy everybody in terms of safety. Number one, and that option now seems to have been removed. And most people, you know, there's a story out today by Citigroup. You either get the vaccine or you're fired. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, Sean, because one of the issues in front of the court is whether OSHA has shown that this particular mandate is necessary. And by that, they have to show that it is better than all of the alternative policies that are out there. And you mentioned one of them. Simply uh, test everybody in the workplace and just tell people who test positive they got to stay home for five days or ten days. Or another one, which we pointed out in our briefs, is they can take into account natural immunity. You've got tens of millions of Americans who've already had COVID and who have better immunity than a vaccine can give. Maybe let them take an antibodies test and consider that just as good as a vaccine. It certainly is just as good, if not better, than a vaccine. But the uh, but OSHA didn't do any of that. They just seem so focused on forcing vaccinations on everyone that they are blind to the better alternatives that are out there. And, and I think that's ultimately going to well, be one of the things that trips them up. If, if I'm right, I believe, for the most part, 99% of people have made up their mind. The vax, don't vax debate is over. I doubt there's anything Fauci or Walensky or the NIH or Biden or Kamala Harris is going to say that's going to now convince people, oh, I, I think you're right. I, I'll get the shot after all. They, they've made up their mind. Uh, now that we have breakthrough cases, as I just mentioned, in every category, it seems to me the next logical thing to focus on are the therapeutics that we know work, like monoclonal antibodies. And, and the fact that we ran out of tests and the fact that we ran out of therapeutics over Christmas is unforgivable. You know, we're now in the third year of this pandemic. Biden was critical of Donald Trump, calling it a travesty that there weren't more tests. Well, what's his excuse? Uh, we've had monoclonal antibodies for 18 months. You know, this this GSK monoclonal antibody that apparently is particularly good at stopping Omicron. Uh, they 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 didn't mass produce that. It's been available since May, and yeah. and they've done nothing. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I can say from personal experience, having had the monoclonal antibodies, they work. I mean, they work really well within a matter of of hours, eight eight to twelve hours. I felt noticeably better, and that they are such a successful therapy. You're exactly right. We should be taking every step we can to ensure that they are available to every single American who needs one. But instead, the Biden administration, of course, we initially heard they were potentially rationing them or, or restricting the supply, and they appear to have done nothing to maximize the supply. It, it's all vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. Pay no attention to these the successful therapeutics. And Well, the, you know, listen, the, the whole mantra of follow the science, follow the science. If we were following the science, would we be vaccinating 5 to 11-year-olds? The answer no. to that question is no. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And and I think the the failure of OSHA to follow the science is it was evident in the arguments today, too, because as some of the justices pointed out, the theory behind this workplace vaccine mandate was that you were going that everybody with the vaccine was somehow safe. They could not get the, the virus. They could not transmit it. And so the only people at risk in the workplace of getting the virus were the unvaccinated. Well, that might have been the impression of some people at the beginning of November, but we know that that is absolutely false today. So the OSHA got it wrong as well, not accepting or not doing a good enough well, Joe, job. Joe Biden said it again this week that it's a 
uh, it's a disease of the unvaccinated. That's not true. He's just lying. I mean, and that's the problem. They lied about masks. Their projections they lied about. They have, you know, uh, they keep raising the bar, lowering the bar, changing standards almost, you know, on a daily basis. They've been wrong in every single projection. Um, you know, the idea that Joe actually said that we didn't see Omicron coming. What do you mean you didn't see it coming? Yeah. You know, we we had just had the Delta variant, and we knew other variants were on the way. And yeah. on the other side of Omicron, we're going to have other variants. We have one apparently now emerging in, in France uh, that originally began, I believe they said, in Cameroon. So is that going to be like the MU variant that didn't go far or the Lambda variant that didn't go far or the R.2 variant that didn't go far? I don't know. Uh, but that's the thing about you know, COVID-19. Early on, we knew, I had one doctor say this is about as close to airborne Omicron as any of the variants out there. This is the most contagious. We didn't know in the beginning if it would be as deadly as Delta. It appears not to be the case, thank God. But that doesn't excuse the fact that they don't have tests and that they don't have the antiviral medicines. There's no Operation Warp Speed for, for producing, mass producing these things or monoclonals. You know, 18 months later, how, how are we short on monoclonal antibodies? How is it no American can get a test on demand at this point? Yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. And look, you've described the environment as it is. It's changing. Uh, what the government thought they knew to be fact is has actually turned out to be false. And so in that situation, we've got a changing environment. Why in the world would we adopt a one-size-fits-all uh, coming down from the geniuses in the federal government? This is the time when you do not have one-size-fits-all. You let people trust the advice of their doctors, trust the emerging evidence that's coming out, and don't let the federal government tell everybody what to do. This is a situation where you need flexibility, not not mandates, and especially unconstitutional mandates coming from Washington, D.C. All right, quick break. More with Chris Kobach, General Counsel for the Alliance for Free Citizens, talking about the Supreme Court oral arguments on the vaccine mandate from earlier today as we continue. <laughs> 